Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be discussing The Single Life. So before we do, we have some hot goss that we're going to go through. So let's start with that, and then we'll go into the episode. So, Debris, I think as we all know, has been trying to monk in Thailand the last few months or so. So he recently posted um, a few throwback photos and revealed that he has decided to move away from the Asian country. Jabri wrote, I'm leaving Thailand this week to depart on another quest. And he dedicated the post to his mom and shared how much he misses her. Um, I actually have some, like, those are the throwback photos. The throwback photos are, like, his mom and him and he was a baby. Mom looks totally different. My goodness. But anyways, this is what he wrote. This is a long thing. So if you want to skip it, you don't give a shit. Um, I'll do little, like, excerpts of it, um, after. So if you want to skip, like, maybe 30 seconds or ish, um, you can s- skip past this. So he writes, Hey mom, I just called you and you didn't pick up. So I'm going to write you this and post it on the gram. Cause you were always going to do that. I didn't want anything. I, I just wanted to tell you, I absolutely love you. I'm so thankful and grateful for you. And I can't wait to see you again. Sorry. It's been a year since we last saw each other. I know you've been busy running your business and helping change people's lives. I'm so proud of you. I've been learning so much about myself in Southeast Asia. I'm leaving Thailand this week to depart on another quest. I'm following my intuition, my dreams, and listening to God and the universe. I'm no longer scared of the dark, literally and figuratively. I'm ready to push beyond my boundaries and really make my dreams come true, Mom. Thank you for enrolling me in martial arts as a kid. The f- Thank you for showing up and supporting me at every talent show and supporting event. Oh, sorry, sporting event. Thank you for always keeping my, keeping me laced with some fresh kicks and fly clothes. <laughs> okay, going. Okay. Thank you for providing and putting food on the table. Thank you for being resilient and strict with me when I'm, when I was going down the wrong path. There is not a day that goes by where I don't apply and utilize the lessons and principles you taught me. I love you, mom. I miss you, JB. Now, here's what I'm going to say. This is really sweet. This is, you know, surface level, really sweet. But my fucking God, this guy. (laughs) Anyways, that's it for that. Um, So, yeah, if you didn't listen to it, you want to at least read it. Um, if you don't, if you just want to get to the point of the episode, uh, I am posting the the screenshot of what he um, had to say to his mom on our socials, as well as the throwback, one of the throwback pictures with his mom and him. Like, wow. Whoa. Um, so that's that. Next hot goss is Brandon of Brandon and Mary posted photos of himself sitting on a brand new ride that he has paid for. So let's go into it. Okay. It appears that Brandon has purchased the Honda click 125 I don't fucking know what that is, but here we go. 
a two-seater scooter recently, which is which he is flaunting on social media. The fans have questions, as do I, because when you are a person who has said that you have financial issues, financial issues and not being able to provide for yourself and your family and having to ask your mom to pay to, to buy things for you or pay for things for you. How did you afford this? Must be that sweet, sweet mash art money, but I just, I'm very confused by, by, by the choices. Now I know this is the usual for most people, I think in, um, uh, especially where he is living, the most famous form of transportation is the scooter. Now, this is a better investment than having to pay for you know taxis or whatever. This is a better investment, um, at least something that will, it's yours. You don't have to keep paying for it every time you need it, whatever. But let's go into why people, like what people are saying, because this is what we're here for, right? One fan wrote, they have no money but they got a motorcycle. Um, another one said, did your mama pay for that? Question mark. Actually, the person said, did your mama paid for that? But that's incorrect English. It's pay for that. So anyways, let's move on. Um, meanwhile, someone else commented, it's like a 1500 it's like $1,500 and the main form of transportation in the Philippines. So someone's trying to say, let's use our brains here. But yes, he, has this motorcycle and whatever and I have a picture of him on it so I'll post that to the socials so there's that so next form of hot goss that I have is Sam of Sam in Citra which I should start saying her name correctly Citra um it um he has he went on Instagram in December um well, it says here, December 2022, I think that's a typo, 2023, I'm assuming, um, to address some of the backlash regarding his appearance and the issue with his jaw, which I feel like the reason he has to come forward is that people are being dicks. Listen, there are many things wrong with Sam that we can address and talk about. One being you're irresponsible and not doing what you need to do to make sure you don't end up in prison right after you marry your wife, you know. But one thing we don't need to talk about is how he looks. That's not productive. It's fucking mean. Don't do that. Now, did I laugh when he said her sister calls him Popeye? Because he does look like Popeye. But I'm not going to say, what's wrong with your fucking jaw, sir? Like, it's not nice, right? So anyway, here's what he has to say. He says, let me tell you about my story so people can think before they speak. He says, long story short, my family didn't have the best upbringing and parents fighting a lot, which I love them, and they did the best they could. But sometimes we got neglected because of it. My teeth being one of them. He confirms that the bottom teeth. Oh, sorry. Let me rephrase. Let me go back. Someone, I guess there are people out there saying whether or not does Sam have bottom teeth or some shit. He does. He says he confirms he has bottom teeth. Like that's anyone's fucking business anyway. But he says the jawline that he has is a family trait and it's on his father's side. So he said, all of his family have the same 
jaws because we have part of Irish. I think he's trying to say he's part Irish. So I'm not sure if he's trying to say the jawline is because of the Irish side of him, which doesn't make sense. Like I'm trying to think like I've seen Irish actors or whoever and they don't have the jawline. So I don't know. I think there, it's more um, economical reasons why there might be an issue here, but I don't even think that because if he's trying to say that this is hereditary, you can kind of see his brother has it too, not as bad as him. I think his case has gotten worse maybe because of the drug use, but his brother kind of has it. You kind of see it a little bit with his dad too. So it's clearly a hereditary trait. So, but anyways, this is what he says. So, um, he says, I appreciate everyone who has my back and supports us. Really like I got a wonderful woman at my side. Also, I want to say that filming was long days and lots of stress. So that's why we usually look bad in scenes as any of the cast. And that's again, if you, again, maybe I'm just thinking like, duh, common sense would say these people are filming for a long fucking time to capture moments it's not like literally picture the truman show literally picture that that is their life during filming like yeah it's a lot and i don't think they look bad i think they look fine i don't know what the fuck some people are talking about and again can we just keep your thoughts to yourself to some extent laugh there's again so much to talk about with these shows we don't need to talk about how people look. Now, in the case of like Nick and Devin, of Devin, of she was drinking. So there was something going on there that was evident and obvious, and she addressed it. Okay, fine. That's different. And we're not attacking how people look in a way that they can't control. Devin could have controlled the drinking. Sam can't control his jaw. Anyways. I'm going to come off my soapbox and move on to, to the episode. I did have another piece of hot goss, but I think I will hold on to that because I don't think I finished reading the article because I think I fell asleep. Anyways, let's move on to the episode. So 90 day, the single life season four, episode three, Debbie tells a lie. So sweet little segue. Let's talk about Debbie first. So Julian is going to be taking Debbie grocery shopping before he goes to work. As we all know, Julian's a cop. So Julian asks, how's Morocco? AKA how's Osama? So she says, you know, he's persistent. He keeps calling, blah, blah. Julian says, there's a sweet little feature called block. And I said, Julian, then help her. Because so is she fully aware of the block, the block, the block function and just not using it in this case? Because then he was glutton for punishment, man. Like, why? So that's why I wonder, like, does she, is she fully aware of the block function and just doesn't use it? Or is she just not aware of the block function and just needs one of her children to help her find it? Julian, help her. Anyways, um, she says, smells bad in here, Julian. He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure someone like 
pretty much defecated themselves in the back. <laughs> Ew. Did they do that on purpose or was it like, you know, some sort of intoxication type situation and they're just going to hold it in? I'm hoping for the latter because that, that you can explain away. But if you just purposely did it, I'm like, okay, you're nasty. Like, what? And then he has to clean that? Oh, Jesus. That's why he's a cop and I'm not. So um, she tells him that she uh, created an online profile, a dating profile. And he's like, oh, God, were you trying to find another Osama? Is that what you're trying to do? She's like, no, I'm not trying to find another Osama. And then she explains to him that she's been talking to this nice man for the last few days. His name is Russ. And Julian responds with, okay, so what's his full name, date of birth, and social security number? Because she's, I want a new search on him. I want to make sure you're going to be okay. She says, hell no. And I say, ma'am, do it. I said this last week. Do it. If you, listen, I, I hope, I wish that maybe I can create an offspring that one day could become, you know, a cop. And then let's just say, you know, either me and their father break up or, you know, or he dies. I don't know. And I'm, 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 I'm on date, you know, then I have a child that can do a background check on somebody. I mean, that's the, that's a great perk, but she says no. Um, so Russ is 60, but well, she says, I don't like to lie, but I lied about my age. And he says, like, why? Why would you do that? And she's like, because no one's going to want to date Miss Debbie if she's 67. They want to date me, though, if I'm 57. And he's like, there's plenty of 67-year-olds that might want to date a 67-year-old. And she's like, no one's going to want Miss Debbie. No, Miss Debbie, men suck, ma'am. Men, men really do. Even the old ones don't want to date someone their age. I mean, hell, I wouldn't want to date a man my age either, but that's different because men are stupid. (laughs) But to put your age back 10 years, that's a lot. You couldn't even keep yourself in the 60s. I mean, Russ is 60. So, I mean, you could have danced around 61, 62, you know? That's not too bad of a jump if you're going to lie about your age. Like, I don't think it's a big deal that she lied about her age, honestly. For her, it's like, I don't like lying. Um, but 57 is a, that, that's not just, that's, that's some catfishing <laughs> to an extent. Um, but he, Julian asks, like, where are you going to be going on your date? And she's like, oh, I'm not telling you because you're going to have the whole SWAT team come in behind me. For Julian, it's, you know, he just wants to protect his mom. He doesn't want a repeat of Morocco. And I understand him. I get it. Um, He's just looking out for his mom. So he's like, I'm going to give you my pepper spray just in case. Yes. Actually, yes. I would take Julian's pepper spray. You just never know. Real scary. Anyways. So then we see her getting ready for her hot date and her friend is here to help her. And she's like, you know, Russ seems like, um, 
and you know, halfway decent guy, she says. And I'm like, well, okay, yeah, there's nothing wrong with a man who's at least half decent or halfway there. You know, sometimes you have to lower the expectations because let me say it again, men suck sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, halfway decent, that's, God, that's a catch. <laughs> um, so she says like all of her, she's trying to find like an outfit for her to wear. And I wrote, whew, she, I love Miss Debbie. I love her style. I love everything about her. My God, some of these outfits when you're dating, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but she does settle on an outfit that's like a silver dress. I think it was. She looked nice. It looked good. So it's good. It's, it's, it's a winner. So she says that she's going to be, cause her friend asks like, what are you guys going to be doing? And she's like, well, we're going to go mini golfing. Now mini golfing is fun for sure. When you're like not 67, <laughs> I mean, mini golfing could be a fun date, maybe on a second, third date, but not the first date. It's not like her idea of a good first date would be something a little more classy, a little more, you know, drinks, dinner kind of situation. And that's not what he's doing. We're going to find out why I think I have theories with, with him. Um, but yeah, she's, She's still game for the mini golf. So she is on her way now and she just hopes that um, he gets her. Because I don't think this date went really well. Spoiler alert. Um, so we get to the place. Russ seems nice. He's a decent looking guy. Um, so we're on a good start here for sure with, with, with this guy. And He's like, I love your outfit and the shoes. So he's complimenting her. It's great. It's going good so far. And then we see the, um, the, uh, the, the, the course, the, the mini golf course. And, uh, um, I, I've done, you know, some mini golfing in my day. I've, uh, done, uh, glow in the dark mini golfing. That's fun done outdoor golfing and you have like the usual like playing upside down and castles and shit like you know it's it i've done it all what i haven't seen before is um monsters and goblins and demons i haven't seen that before that was new i like it i would be down for that for sure um but not on a first date um this is where he's taking her and she points to this one monster thing that um we're going to say it has really bad uh, d- uh, d- uh, dental uh, work. Um, and she says, that looks like my ex. Shots were fired by Miss Debbie. Um, and uh, they were directed at Osama. And uh, damn. <laughs> uh, that was good. That was great. Um, let's move on to, uh, to the so Anyways. There's a sign also that says, enter at your own risk. And Debbie says, I kind of like that sign. I don't think I like that in my living room. I too would like that. And every doorway in my house, enter at your own risk. Yeah. 
Um, so he apparently goes to this place once a week. He goes on Thursday. And I said, by yourself? Or is this like your first date spot? Kind of like um, in family Chantel, when Chantel went on the date with Scott, not to be confused with Escott. Um, and he said that his first date thing was Dave and Buster's, um, or wherever the fuck they went. And, um, that's his thing. That's what he does. So I think Russ does the same thing at fucking 60. So ladies, men, it doesn't change ever. Men are men. Anyway, let's continue. So she tells him, I told a lie. And he says, well, what did you say? And she's like, I said I was 57. I'm, I'm not 57. I'm 67. I I put it down by 10 years. And he says, he handles it quite well, actually, because I don't think this is where it went downhill. It went downhill after this. He says, don't worry about it. It's okay. He does say to the camera, it was a surprise to hear that she had lied about her age. But he says, I understand okay, that's great. Perfect to hear that. So he's like, okay, well, do you want to go get drinks? So they go, I guess, to a different spot. I don't know if it's like, I think that's probably the bar maybe beside it. They go get drinks. And she says, I, I want to be open and honest with you. My ex, she's talking about Osama and she's saying you know, how Osama was 24 and how she went to Morocco and then it went really bad and she was on the first flight back here. And, you know, this is where she's like, I want to be honest with you about it. And I said, Debbie, he doesn't need to know about your relationships on the first date. I understand what she's trying to say here, but there does come a time and a place where, yes, you should talk about um, your past relationships, the first date isn't it. He's just trying to get to know you. And I swear the, he didn't hear anything past 24 years old because he's like, I'm just trying to process Morocco. I'm trying, AKA I'm trying to process that the man was 24 years old. The child was 24 years old in comparison to them. Hell, even I would say at my age, the 24 is a child and I wouldn't even. But anyways, he's trying to process that. And that is where she lost him. That was where it happened. And she does say, like, I hope I didn't overshare and stuff like that. And I'm like, but Debbie, you did. Why did you have to tell him about Osama? Like, why? It's It wasn't necessary right now. But anyway, she says, like, I really enjoyed the date. I like you. I would like to do this again. Do you think you want to do this again? And he's like, I swear to God, if he could have said, um, and it not be weird, he would have. Because he's like, hmm, uh, sure. She's never seeing him again. And I think deep down, she knows it. I think she knows she's not seeing him again. But that was, um, that was Debbie for this week. But, Lord, poor thing. I love Miss Debbie. I really do. And I want her happiness. That's all I care about. Anyway, let's move on to our next single. So, Natalie, 
is next. So she found a place to live. I don't know if it's the same place that we saw before that cost $2,000 plus or what, but she found a new place to live. Josh helped. He apparently, <laughs> let me take this one slow. He apparently helped by calling the landlord, talking about the financial situation, and that way, by, by explaining the, pro, the the financial situation, I guess, that Natalie is experiencing, they were able to put more down and that meant that he doesn't have to be guaranteed. That was all he wanted. Y'all, he didn't give a shit about anything else. He's like, I don't want to be responsible for this fucking place when sh- she's batshit and I'm just, no everyone's happy she found a place he's not the guarantor so um she's like i really would have liked to have had like a two-bedroom and he says welcome to california she says thank you it's my pleasure (laughs) that's not what he was trying to say he was trying to say welcome to fucking california where everything is fucking expensive this is where you want to live right ma'am here you go (laughs) um so mom says with the place, they're you no know, decorating, unpacking, I guess, and stuff like that. And mom's like, We can invite Michael now. And Natalie's like, Michael, what in her mind? She's thinking, I don't want to fucking invite Michael. Wait for it, Natalie, because you think you don't want to invite Michael, but you do, you will want to, and tell mom to stay out the bedroom so he can make a child with you, anyways. Um. So Natalie is like, I want my mom to focus on my relationship with Josh because she's going to be meeting him. Fuck off with Michael for now (laughs) till later. And uh, she's going to be, yeah, someone's going to be meeting Josh. So later that day, Josh is waiting for them to come. And he says, I hope that mom feels comfortable with him. He's well aware that mom is not happy about the whole not picking them up at the airport situation, but he's hoping he can fix that. We'll see. So he hugs mom, says she's beautiful. He takes her coat after Natalie told him to, and everything's going great. He says, I feel like I'm the luckiest guy here. I have the two most beautiful women in the, in the place. And yeah, he's, he's, he's doing great. It's going good. The food comes out and it's a lot of food because America and, um, mom's like, this is too much food. Eat what you want. Take the rest home. Do whatever we gotta do. Um, so he starts asking mom questions about Natalie, trying to get to know her. He says like, what's the most interesting thing about Natalie? And they say, or I think technically Natalie said like she was the head of the drama club and stuff like that. Is anyone surprised? I'm not. So, you know, talk about that. And he said, you know, was she a troublemaker? Was she a bad child? Or was she getting like arguments or whatever? And mom said, no, she was the most perfect child. It wasn't until she grew up that she started to get a little more complainy. Um, yeah. And then mom says that she's a very soft and sensitive person and she needs a soft approach. And she says that Natalie appreciates a kind relationship. So Natalie says, Josh, I'm not sure how to translate what mom is saying. I think she partially didn't remember probably everything that she said. 
But anyways, I digress. And she's like, I don't know how to translate this properly. And Josh says, well, just give it your best. This is, what, this, this is what Natalie says. Natalie translates it to, she wants me to be with someone reliable. Man, that is not what she said. That is not what she said. You took the opportunity to make a dig at Josh. That's not what she said. Now, maybe, yes, I think your mom would agree. She would want you with somebody who is reliable. But in this moment, that's not what she said. I'm just saying. Anyway, he says he's trying the best that he can as a person who has a business and children to take care of. Um, but mom brings up, you know, being left at the airport with their three bags and Josh was like, I'm sorry that I wasn't there. And, you know, um, yeah, basically then Natalie kind of says in it in the moment that, um, you know, she's used to, I guess, in a sense, being disappointed by Josh, but she says now not just me, it's also my mom that he would be disappointing. And if he does that, it will be over. I guess somewhere around the way, that is what happens. I think. We don't know. Uh, maybe Josh is perfectly fine through all of this, and then she still asks Michael for child. I don't know. We'll see. But that's it for Natalie. It's very short and sweet. Let's move on to Jimes Spackles. He's here. He's finally here. And I have a theory for this. I think we had to wait until the third freaking episode for John because we had to wait for diaries and for them to show Thais and Patrick's shits with their child coming because it would have looked really fucking weird if they showed John holding said baby. But yeah, we would then have had to have waited for Patrick and Thais' story on diaries. Don't do this to us. We already know the child's here. Okay, like give us John. That's all we want. Anyways, anyways, John's here. Let's go on do it. So he's getting waxed. He's getting like his neck waxed, nose waxed, ears waxed, like everything waxed. And he's in a lot of pain. He's not happy. Um, but he says how he would describe himself. Biggest thing that I took out of what he said is that he is a procrastinator. <laughs> and um, he's like. I've also been slapped in the face a few times because I'm also a dick. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Anyway, um, he has been in a total of three relationships in his 39 years. Um, he has actually been engaged before as well, which I think we did hear about that he was engaged in a previous relationship. Um, but he says, don't you worry, though, I've hooked up with lots of people. So he prides himself on being a professional bachelor better than the rest. Okay. He said that he liked living with Patrick because, well, Patrick's got the money and he left me alone. He was a great wingman, he says. And then Thais came and ruined everything. So <laughs> he, we then see him with a meeting Elise for the first time. And he does say like, he doesn't want kids himself. Now I had problem with this conversation that he has with Patrick and Thais. And I'll explain why at the end. So Patrick says to him, do you see yourself having one of these? And he says, no. And Patrick says, 
well, why not? And Ty's like, yeah, why not? First of all, before I put my thought, before I finish what they say and I can put my thoughts in there, I'm going to say he doesn't need to explain why he doesn't want to have kids. He doesn't want to have kids. Then respect his decision. Let's move on. So he says, I like being able to wake up when I want to. I like being able to do my own thing when I want to. He just doesn't want to have, you know, whatever. That's fine. Would you rather he have a freaking kid out there that he's not with their mother? Like, come on. Anyway, so he, Patrick says, I just think that, or I think Ty says that like, you just don't want responsibility. And he's like, no, that's not it, but I'll get to it. But then he's like, you know, he kind of needs a woman before he can talk about having kids anyways. And he says, but I do. He's been talking to somebody. We'll get to that in a minute. So he he says, like, well, it kind of sounds like a booty call. And he's like, it's not. Like, they've been talking for about five or six months. It's not a booty call. And it's like, you know, is he officially with her? And his Facebook status or whatever has been changed in a relationship and whatever. So, like, it's a whole thing. So here's what I'm going to say before I talk about um, the girl he's been talking to they the fact that they ask him why doesn't he want to have kids guess what guys there are fucking people in this world who don't want to have kids now i don't know john's situation here maybe it is that he just doesn't want to have the responsibility that's very true i'm sure that's okay that could be the case but if he is saying i don't want to have kids whatever the fucking reason is, respect it. Just because you guys popped out a baby like a few days ago, that's for you. That's for other people. Like, you know, that, that's that's fine. But if he doesn't have kids, he doesn't have kids. Why does he need to explain that to you? I found it very shitty. And the reason too that I find it even more shitty is because as we will see later on, Patrick throws him right under the fucking bus. It's shitty. I don't like that. And Patrick, I'm sorry, but you want to talk about how, okay, so he says after what him and Ty say, like, they have a kid now, so they can't, like, deal with his shit anymore. They can't, you know, deal with him getting into his trouble or whatever. Fair. That's fine. I get that. But there's, like, this is your brother and you're throwing him under the bus. I'm sorry, but did he throw you under the bus when you were taking contraband? When you were supposed to be doing lifting and shit? Get off your fucking high horse, Patrick. You're no better. You're not better than him. You're not better than anybody. Anyways, let me let me stop. Anyway. Um, so he does now start talking about the girl that he's been talking to. Her name is Megan. And she's gorgeous. She lives in San Antonio, Texas. And he says that um, they clicked instantly. They have great communication and the sex is bomb. He says, and I quote, orgasms for days. Now, get you a man that can give you orgasms for days. Yeah, it's great. But yeah, he they say they're connecting. They're 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 connecting. <laughs> but he says um that, you know, he does really like her and blah 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 like he, he seems to be you know feeling it with her and again another thing that patrick says here is like oh i think you're in over your head and john's like no i'm not i'm good trust the process and again patrick shut the fuck up you can't say to somebody grow up 
which he does say, and then say, oh, I think you're in over your head. He's, he's attempting on the growing up aspect of things, so let him do it. Ass. Anyways, I mean, I do think John is a little problematic. I mean, he partied a lot, drugs, drinking. So I'm sure there's more to this, but like, come on. Anyways, so then we see John packing and we find out here that he is living with his younger brother, who we did meet during Patrick's season, um, and his hot ass husband. Oh, he's hot. Get it. (laughs) Apparently, Megan doesn't know that he lives out of suitcases, I guess. I don't know if she maybe probably knows that he lives with um, his brother, but um, didn't, uh, doesn't know he's living out of suitcases, I guess. He says that the biggest hurdle that he has with his potential relationship is the fact that she has a four-year-old daughter named River who's adorable. Um, and his brother and husband are very shocked that he is in a relationship with a woman who has a child. Apparently John has tried and maybe successfully avoided women who have children. But again, you're almost 40. And if you're finding women who are maybe about 10 ish years younger than you in that range, Chances are you are going to find a woman who has a child. You can't avoid that forever. It's impossible. But yeah, that is basically it for John. I'm so excited. I, I, I love John. I love him very much. And I'm happy to see him on single life. So let's move on to Tim. Not a lot here. Um, but he is getting ready for his date with Louisa. And they're going to go play croquet. And Veronica's actually surprised by the fact that they're going to go play croquet. Um, and she's like, you know, I you know you've been single for six months. I know it's been tough. But it's time to get back on that horse and giddy up. And she's like, come on, giddy up. And she's like doing like the motion. She's like, come on, giddy up. And he's like, I'm, get, I'm getting up in Tim fashion. She's like, she's like okay, you're not going to, you're not going to giddy up. <laughs> So, Louisa is wearing some booty shorts, girl. She's trying to make sure he can see that ass. (laughs) She looks great. And he says, this is interesting. I don't want to talk about this too much, but I found this interesting coming from him. He says that he finds that Latina women are more feminine. And I said, Jesus Christ, Tim, you can't give me these moments and I not talk about them because I'm going to talk about them. So I think the reason that he wants someone who's a little more feminine is because he himself isn't, he's metro. Is that the right term to use? Is that what we still say? Metrosexual? I don't know. Um, he, he's, he cares about how he looks. He cares, about, which is all good things. I don't give a shit if you have a man who cares about how he looks. That's important. But <laughs> I think like there are people out there who will, who have and probably still do question his sexuality. He's straight as a fucking bone, guys. He's straight as a fucking bone. But he's confident in himself. He can go out there holding hands with Kenny and and call him 
daddy or whatever the hell he was calling him. Like, I love that about Tim. That's what I love about him. But it's just like, Tim, you're given the material <laughs> by saying what you just said. But anyways, um, Louisa says she really likes him. She thinks that he's attractive. She loves those green eyes. Which we've heard a lot about people talking about his green eyes. He must, I, I've never noticed because he's not my type, but like, and she says that he smells good. So what she likes, she says she's super affectionate. She likes PDA. And I said, you're with the wrong guy. Um, she likes like holding hands and stuff like that. Kissing. And she's like, I can show you now. And he's like, no. <laughs> Um, he's like, I move slow. He's, he says like, um, he does, he's a man from the South. So he's trying to have like that Southern charm. And he, he says like, I don't want to have notches. He wants something long-term. He wants a real relationship with somebody. So she, he asked her like, what would you rate the date? And she's like, I'd rate it a 5 out of 10. He's like, 5 out of 10? He's like, so what do I got to do to get to a 10? And she says, learn Spanish. That's fair. That's fair enough. I thought she would say something else. And she, he says, um, like, he does know some. So he ends up asking her in Spanish if she would like to go on another date with him. And she says yes. And ultimately, even though she rated it a 5 out of 10, she did have a good time with him. It was great. So that's that with Tim. Let's move on to our last hopeless romantic or hopelessly glutton. Um, Chantel. So it's their third day in Greece. They are going to be there for a week, which we didn't know. Uh, I think before. So she's like, she's excited to have someone on her roster who is, you know, it's exciting to her. And does she always have to fucking twerk? Like, enough. We get it. You twerk. You have an ass. We've, we've, we've established this. Shit. So anyway, we learn about the Greek salad, which I don't understand why we have to call it a Greek salad. It just sounds disgusting at this point. Enough with the Greek this and the Spartan that. Like, I'm over it. Anyway, we talk, we learn about the Greek salad and she's saying that Giannis ha- is a Greek salad because he has the career, the character, and the cucumber. How do you know that he has the cucumber? And again, if, yes, listen, we all like a man with the big cucumber, but it's not the only thing that matters. Like you can have an average size cucumber and still get the job done. Like enough. Anyway, so. The friend says that he's different. He seems to respect women. And we got this from one thing and the interlocking hands. Oh my God. Like we're just like really going off here for no fucking reason. So then they're like, oh, well, she got an invitation. What invitation? Oh, the invitation where Giannis invited everybody to go to his hometown four hours away from where they currently are. And Mooney is like, the fuck you say? And their friends, like, her, I can't say the friend because that's her only friend there. The rest are hired. The friend <laughs> says, well, what are we here for? And Moody says, the fam men in this resort. <laughs> no, 
you're here because you got hired to do a job. So you're going to go where they're going to go. Um, but they are going to go because Chantel says, well, what if this is my opportunity to find somebody who I love or some shit? So anyways, this is what they're going to do. So in the next scene, they are headed to his hometown four hours away. She feels like she is in a rom-com. Abort fucking mission if you're saying that you think you're in a rom-com and then to make it even fucking worse you want a fairy tale like this is fucking disney if you want a fairy tale go to disney world and go to magic kingdom and find your fucking fairy tale this is so stupid you are a 32 year old woman looking for a fucking fairy tale they don't exist you're not cinderella fuck anyways let me let me let me get off my high horse here because I'm so, huh. so um, three hours later, she gets a text from Giannis and he's like, meet me at 1900 hours, 7 p.m. for those people who don't know. Um, and it's currently 530 and they are an hour away from the hotel. She is not going to get ready in time. So what do we do? We're going to get ready in the fucking car. So we have the chick there doing her hair. We I don't know what Mooney's doing. Just makeup. He's doing makeup. That's what he was doing. We have her friend, her best friend, diving into the back seat and nose diving into the freaking trunk to get her something to wear. Madness in this fucking car. Madness. And what do they end up picking? What do they end up picking for her to wear? The freaking pink Barbie thing. And I'm just like, ma'am, you're not presenting yourself in a way where you're trying to find a husband according to you, which you shouldn't be looking for. You're looking for someone who's going to fuck you one night and never talk to you again. Like, that's what you're getting. I mean, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that either. But when you're telling us, the viewer, that you're trying to find a husband, it doesn't make fucking sense. Her boobs don't fit in the fucking thing. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss. I, I just, I can't. Um, can I go back to the olden days where her and Pedro were fine and I liked her as much as I could like her? You know what I mean? Like, oh God. Anyways, um. I think at one point her friend yelled, I need help. Yes, you do, because you just nosedived into the fucking trunk. You do need help, ma'am. You do. Yeah. Um, I want a seatbelt. So um, she goes on to say that the international relationships for her are so romantic. And that it feels like Romeo and Juliet. We've already talked about how I feel about this. And um she says, like, the curiosity for her when it comes to inter- international relationships is what gets her going. And I'm just like, and that is how you ended up in the situation that you, you were in. That at the end of your seven-year marriage, you were in a divorce. And now you're here doing the whole thing all over again. Learn from the relationship. What went wrong? Now, that's a loaded question. But at the same time, if you think the mistake was Pedro and the fact that Pedro used you for a green card, then maybe I don't do that again. But anyway, that's just me. But that is it for Chantel. I'm done with this. Next time on, John is heading to Texas. Giannis has a Spartan shield tattooed on him. 
great. Debbie is talking to somebody new. Um, and Jamal and Tim get into a fight. And Jamal is an asshole because he has to attack Tim's parenting. That's a fucking line you don't fucking cross, little kid. And I'm 100% Team Tim. But that's it for that. So if you like what you heard, please rate and review the podcast on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Again, we're on every different podcast app that you desire to use. Um, We're also on YouTube at Reality Tea Times 2. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by going to Facebook or Instagram at Reality Tea Times 2, Instagram, Threads, Twitter, TikTok, at Reality Tea Times 2 Pod. You can email us at Reality Tea Times 2 at Hotmail.com. We have a website at solo.to forward slash Reality Tea Times 2. Two. Don't forget, I also have another podcast with my friend Mikel called The Next Take Podcast, where we have conversations and discussions about just about everything. And you can find us at our, our website, area at solo.to forward slash Next Take Podcast, as well as YouTube at Reality, uh, sorry, YouTube at Next Take Podcast. But that's basically it. Again, don't forget if you rate and review us on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify and the five-star rating, I will rate that on the podcast. But that is it for now. Thanks, guys. Bye!